We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. It is game day. The U.S. men's national team plays today in the World Cup just a few hours away as of this recording, or actually just a little over an hour away. Yeah. Keith, this better be a quick show. A quick show. We got <laughs> I know. We got to zip right through it. <laughs> we got to be ready for uh, for this big game that's coming up here today. But I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane, joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, I'll, I'll ask you this. Does it feel weird to you? that the World Cup is taking place in November. Yes, it's it's very awkward yeah. that it's uh now I you know I I'm kind of cool with it though cuz it's going to be like World Cup flows into it's it's Thanksgiving week here in the US cuz I know we have quite a few international watchers and listeners. Um Thanksgiving week means uh, college basketball tournaments mm-hmm. uh, so there'll be college basketball on in the afternoon so it's like world cup flows right into that flows right into uh uh the nba tonight so i'm kind of digging that part of it but yeah it is it is weird and hey nothing against any welsh fans we may have of the front office show but I know there's you're a going lot. down today it's uh, <laughs> you know I, I i don't like you uh for let's say the next few hours and then uh then we can go back to our cordial relations that's right. That's right. I had to bust out the classic U.S. men's national team jersey today with the old with the old crest on it and everything. I think this is the last one that had the old crest on it. But yeah, it might um, be. But uh, yeah, we're hoping for for a good result there. We'll see. Fingers crossed. What's going to happen? I'm in the same boat. I think it does feel weird having the World Cup right now. This time, I'm just so used to it being a summertime thing that it does feel strange. But nonetheless, I'm fired up. Um, let's get into some NBA though. Let's let's talk. Let's talk basketball. Let's certainly not talk football as your team put on a disgusting display yesterday, except for the final 10 seconds. One. <laughs> that was the grossest game. <laughs> it, did. it was funny. The last game to finish 3-3 was something like 1916 or oh, something. Man. So so one of the Patriots writers tweeted, had that happened, we could officially say this game set football back 85 years. Ago. <laughs> so, which is, uh, yeah, it was it, it was not the uh, best display. But hey, but at least Marcus you got Jones the result you're looking for. With the punt that's, return. That's Six right. and four, 13 and four inbound, baby. That's right. That that may be happening. We'll we'll see here. We'll see. They got a <laughs> they got a big one that's coming up uh, on Thursday. Yeah. Minnesota oh. and Buffalo back to back Thursdays. That's right. That's right. It's gonna football. be a good day. Gonna be a good day. All right, let's start off with this. The Bucks are rumored to be the team that is most likely to trade for Jay Crowder. We've talked about them already uh, in terms of being a landing spot potentially for Jay Crowder and why this makes sense. 
uh, for Milwaukee. I, I still think it does. I, you know, we talked about maybe a three-team deal involving Grayson Allen, something being developed around that. But I, again, this is just, yep. I mean, that's that's kind of my reaction. It's yep, true. like this 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 makes sense for the Bucks to be potentially the landing spot, as well as it makes sense for the Suns to be pushing forward and trying to get a deal done sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think this is just one of those when you start to hear some stuff so often, eventually it comes together. It's all, it's almost like you know one of those things where all right, we heard it for three or four weeks, and again, this could be hey, we just got to wait a couple more weeks until we can free up and trade everybody who was signed over the summer, and maybe right. there's already something in place. But yeah, I, I tend to think this is the way it can go. Milwaukee can get there matching salary wise. I think the big question is: is this a direct trade or does this work? into some form of a three-team deal because i don't know delivering value to phoenix if there's something there for a direct uh you know milwaukee phoenix trade or if it has to be a three-team uh deal so we'll we'll, we'll see you know, how it comes together but yeah I, i'm thinking unless some other team really comes in and beats this offer we may see jay crowder in milwaukee soon all right sticking with the trade front here the jazz apparently have said well we've played well enough th thus far dismantle the tank let's try to win and they're now interested in trading for john collins uh do you like his potential fit in in utah you already see you know kelly olenic and and lowry markinen kind of in those roles as well as jared vanderbilt uh what would john collins add to this team do you think that's a necessary target for them yeah i do i, I like that fit because i think you can play him with those other bigs. I think his shooting range plus their shooting range allows them to not have to occupy the same space on the mm -hmm. floor. I think two big lineups only fall apart when they're two bigs who both need to be like working in the post or in and around the paint a lot. And all those guys can, except for Jared Vanderbilt, he doesn't have a lot of range, but he's, he's still fine. You can play him with, with any of those other guys too. So yeah, I, I really like it uh, long-term for the jazz. I think this is a further sign of, you know, maybe Utah's saying like, Hey, we, we, we've outsourced the tank. We're going to let Minnesota and Cleveland see where those picks fall from them. And we're going to go now. We're going to get into it in a little bit, but Mike Conley is out. So let's see what happens here over the next mm -hmm. couple of weeks. And if that starts to change uh, priorities for Utah at all, because they had stumbled a little bit in the standings, but they seem to have fixed that and gotten back on track. So yeah, but John Collins to the jazz. Yeah. I'd be very curious to see what they send the other way. That's, that's what I'm curious about because obviously Atlanta is not trading John Collins without getting significant value back. And I'm just not sure what the match would be between these two teams. Yeah, that's and maybe it has to be a three-team deal or, or something yeah, like that in order to get it done. Keith, I, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the U.S. just announced they're starting 11. Oh, that man, is, I got to check it out. That is that is out. It is Matt Turner gets the nod in the net. All right. Can't complain about that. Serginio Dest, Walker Zimmerman, okay. Tyler Adams, Anthony Robinson making up the defense, Eunice Musa, Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic, uh tim ream is also out there so there's another defender in in the mix um yeah tim so adams will be in the adams midfield. will be in the midfield yeah i was reading it the wrong way there but tim ream will be, yeah, be they just put him in the uh number order in the number order tim Weah and josh Sargent. yeah Sargent's been on a goal scoring binge mm -hmm. so i guess we can we, we we can live with that so yeah that's a that's a lot of faith in in josh Sargent. we'll see if that's going to be rewarded or not six subs in the world cup this year too because mm -hmm. of the uh um you know with, with everything so yeah which i think uh, honestly like i don't want to get into a full soccer tangent but i i like that change 
I think that's something that's in general necessary for that. You know, the the three, it was so restrictive having three subs that I, I do like this, particularly as you're going to prioritize head injuries and the way you respond to those. Mm -hmm. I think it just makes it. Well, they do have a special. Game. It happened this morning in the uh, England Iran game. Um, they have a special concussion sub that they're allowed to do right. during this World Cup, too. And they, they, they had to unfortunately do that for Iran's uh, uh, goalkeeper. But anyway, all right, back to basketball. Yep, back to basketball. All right, let's get it. You know what? Let's just go into the bit about, about Mike Conley since we're talking about the Jazz already. So he has a knee strain out for potentially a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, could this? Do you think this could trigger a Jazz slide? Is he enough of a piece for Utah that, that this could be a major problem? Or is this just something they can kind of weather the storm and get through it? Yeah, I mean, in theory, they should be fine. They, they have Colin Sexton, uh, who will presumably see his role pick up. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker has done quite a bit of uh, uh, ball handling. Nikhil Alexander-Walker is there for, for a deeper depth piece. You can run some stuff through Jordan Clarkson, but he ten, tends to be more of a get-his-own-looks kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll be okay um, without Conley. If he's out long-term, that'll be a little tricky. Conley's averaging a career high in assists, uh, almost eight assists per game. Uh, so he's not shooting very much. He's just kind of really running the show uh, well, there in Utah. But, the, the reason uh, for that, though, is because I, I just checked on this. Uh, the Jazz have yet to miss a jump shot. So yeah, it feels that's that way. that's that's the way. <laughs> so that helps when you're, yeah. when you're looking for. They don't miss very much inside either. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he's doing quite well. So yeah, I think um, you know we're in a position where yeah, I, I think they 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 do look uh, you know pr pretty okay without him, but we'll see. Right, because it's it's rarely in the NBA unless it's a true super duper star. It's not about the guy you lose; it's what happens with the guys behind him. Yes, uh, it's going into that. Most teams have a credible backup, but it's them. What's that third, maybe a fourth guy if you need it? Well, what does that look like? But I, I think they'll be okay. Um, you know, without Conley, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes because Colin Sexton's settled into a nice role where he's really kind of the role a lot of people have said is like his best role is to be a six man scorer, mm -hmm. and now presumably he's probably going to have to start games unless sometimes we see coaches they like to keep a guy in their role, so maybe they go to something like uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker and say, hey, you're going to start, but you know instead of Conley coming in six minutes into the quarter, he'll come in four minutes into a quarter, or something like that. I'm, I'm curious to see how that all comes together in Utah. Yeah, be interesting to see exactly how they handle that. Good news, though, for the Jazz. I don't know if you saw it. It was a non-contact play, and Conley went down, and those tend to be really it's bad. really bad. It yeah. looked like, oh, crap, this might be the year for him, but thankfully it's not. It's just a strain in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that, that was the best possible outcome mm -hmm. for, in that situation. Um, something we didn't mention before we came on here, uh, the Kings, rumored to not be looking to trade Harrison Barnes. You know, he's a guy who's been in trade rumors forever. But the Kings now winning basketball games. Last I looked, I think they were the five seed in, uh, in the Western Conference. So what are your thoughts there? I mean, he's an expiring deal. At some point, do you decide that you want to get um, – Oh, we got a goal there for the Netherlands. Yeah, another one for the Netherlands, yeah. Um, but in any <laughs> Sacramento, uh, yeah, currently sitting in the five seed. Uh, they are the owners of a six-game win streak currently. Light the beam. Light the beam, baby. Right. I love it. <laughs> what are your thoughts here? Do you is this Does this make sense, keeping Harrison Barnes? Or at some point do you say, well, let's try to get some value before somebody's going to pay him next summer? 
as long as you're still winning, you got to keep him. You, yep. you you can't move him. Um, I would not be surprised if they keep winning. If uh, uh, we see Harrison Barnes back in, in Sacramento, he seems to be found a home there. Remember, he already signed one extension with, with the Kings uh, previous. I, I think they really like what he's done with uh, Keegan Murray in that starting group. So, so I think there is a uh, chance, um, you know, that that's how that goes. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I think it's great with them. I want to throw something at you. This is coming completely out of left field to you. Okay. De'Aaron Fox, don't look it up. What do you think he's shooting at the rim this year? 95%. Having played, having played against the Kings. (laughs) 90.2%. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Like I I was, I was, I said 95% to be like, to be hyperbolic and make a joke out of it. (laughs) Yeah, no, 90.2%, 58.6% from floater range uh, for, for Fox. That makes up 40% of his shot profile, too. That, so that makes sense, having played, having seen the Lakers play the Kings. That, that yeah. does make sense. Overall, 55.8% from the field uh, for De'Aaron Fox. So, so that, that'll obviously level Yeah, I was going to say, that's not play. sustainable. Yeah. He's, he, can, he can make a big improvement there. Sure. But you also have to, like, if you're a Kings fan, you have to expect there's going to be some just natural regression. Doesn't mean he's not still going to be good and everything, but you just have to realize that there's there's going to be some games where he's not going to be that quite that efficient at the rim. But ninety percent at the rim, that's insane. That is a guy who's like six foot two. That's like, that's that's huge. That's incredible. Like that's the incredible. beam, baby. Like the beam. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite thing. I, I love I love that they turn it into a whole on court thing at home after wins mm. where they come in they they hit some the player that hits the button and the crowd goes crazy. I don't know if you heard the crowd chants now at the end of the games they start chanting like the beam like the I mean beam. it's great to it's to great. energize a fan base that I mean yeah. hasn't been hasn't been to the playoffs since what eighteen years now something yeah. like that yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, it's pushing up there yeah yeah so. All right, moving on. uh, Kyrie Irving returned to the court for the Brooklyn Nets, and they got a win over the Memphis Grizzlies, which we need to talk a little bit about the Grizzlies in just a moment. Uh, Kyrie Irving back in action, though. The Nets 8-9 and on the season, sitting in the 9 seed. Does this set things right in Brooklyn, or are there still a lot of major issues there? I mean, they've got to figure some stuff out still. Uh, Ben Simmons, great game against the Grizzlies. He started at the five. Nick Claxton was out. Um, and he, I believe he was like 11 of 13 from the floor. Uh, really did 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 just a nice job. So that might be you know, where, where we need to see uh, Ben Simmons operate from more often. But yeah, their defense is still a little shaky um, at times. Their offense, it's you know, it's good. It's going to take a little bit to kind of find its, find its footing mm. fully. But I think um, we're starting to see maybe what their vision was for, for this roster as they put it together. Uh, and, and if they can, you know, let's give it the next you know, month, month and a half or so uh, leading up to the trade deadline. And then we'll have a really good understanding of our, what are we as a team and what do we need to go do um, with that? I, I don't know that they, I, I don't know that they climb into like the top, one, two, or three in the East. But I think, you know, they can definitely get themselves. There's still plenty of time left, obviously, for them to get themselves into the top six Mm -hmm. in the assured playoff spot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's uh, jump over to, well, let's talk about those Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant out with an ankle sprain. Now, this team was remarkably efficient dealing with John Morant missed games last season. They just they just kept on rolling. In fact, there were points where Grizzlies fans were saying, do we sure, do we need job back? Uh, yes. I yes, want to say do. Grizzlies fans. And yes. I'm putting that in right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. look, it was, people were worried about disrupting the chemistry and all that. But anyway, not to go down that whole rabbit hole. It was yeah. always silly to, to suggest yeah. that they don't need John Morant. But now you've got him missing games with a, an ankle sprain. You lose to, frankly, I mean, the, the Grizzlies should be a better team than the Nets based on what we've seen so far this season. So, this is a game where you could say, well, if Jaw plays, this game probably goes a different way. Uh, what does Memphis need to do in order to, uh, just like if some of these other teams, weather the storm? Yeah, I mean, the challenge is it's not just Jaw, right? Because yeah. it's Desmond Bain is out. Uh, Jaron Jackson Correct. Jr. sat out. That The the Triple J one was just being uh, cautious. cautious. Um, you know, there's no, no re-injury or anything like that. But Bain's out for, you know, at least a couple more weeks. Uh, Jaws probably week to week. That doesn't sound great. That usually generally means a couple weeks um, that, that that a player will be out there. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be tested right now. It's going to be really hard for them, I think, mostly to keep the offense moving. I think they can still defend at a pretty good level. I just worry about who's going to score. Uh, and that, that was a little bit of the challenge in that game uh, last night. You saw uh, Dylan Brooks took 30 shots, which, I mean, that's that's probably Dylan Brooks' dream, right? <laughs> well, let me go. He's so happy. Here, right, yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, 13 of 30, 3 of 11 from 3. He scored 31 points, uh, you know, and then the rest was just kind of a little bit of a mixed bag. So they need the rookies, uh, Laravia and Roddy, to step up their game uh, some and, and do, do some scoring here. But, yeah, it's uh, not not great. For sure, for, yeah. for the Grizzlies right now. Yeah, and you're right. It's not just the the John Morant thing. It's everybody else. It's it's mm -hmm. Jaron Jackson. I mean, and Jay, Triple J can help out a little bit sure. on the, the scoring front. Yeah. But he's gonna. You're gonna have to be careful with him. Um, yeah, I mean, with Dan and, and Morant, that's 50 points per game. You know, yeah, that you're you're missing. I, I think people don't understand how good Desmond Bain has been this mm -hmm. season. Like yeah, how he's big be an all star. Been. I mean, he yeah. may still be an all star. Two weeks isn't gonna cost you. You know, but two or three weeks isn't gonna cost you an all star spot. But yeah, he's been great this year. All right, before we get into the tidal wave of injuries that we have to discuss, even more than the ones we've already brought up, uh, a couple of minor moves in terms of, of two-way deals. You've got uh, Washington signing Devin Dotson and waving Jordan Shakel, and then you've got 
I know you've got stuff on this, and there's one other one as well. Yeah, the Washington one, this was mostly done. Shakel is a wing. He's about six foot six. Uh, Dotson is very much a point guard, and they are down point guards big time in Washington right now. Monte Morris is out. Um, uh, DeLon Wright is out. So that left them without their two top point guards. Uh, Jordan Goodwin, uh, he's another point guard on the team. He's banged up. A little bit, so that is a uh, you know tough. He played last night, um, but he's he's also been banged up. Bradley Beal actually started at the point, um, which I don't hate. I kind of like Bradley Beal in the on-ball creator role mm-hmm. quite a bit um, there. Um, but they needed just another guy, so so in comes Devin Dots, and this is this is kind of good usage of your your G League roster. He's playing with the uh, the really fun named. Uh, Capital City Go Go. Um, he was playing for them and uh Shakel, presumably that's he'll just once he clears waivers, he'll probably uh sign with the go go too. And we'll see if they you know kind of undo this down down the line a little bit. But yeah, they need a little bit more guard depth. And then the other one is Portland um signed Ibu Baji, um, who, who's a big big man prospect. Um, and they they waved Olivier Sar, another big man, and the idea I'm guessing for Portland to get Ibu Baji was they wanted to get a guy who was young. He's only 20. So just turned 22 um, or 20 also at the beginning of the season, seven foot two um, does not have a ton of experience, but he was starting to do some stuff in the, uh, in the G league, seven and a half points per game, six rebounds, about two and a half blocks. Um, was starting to show some stuff and I'm guessing Portland was like, uh, let's get this guy in here and let's, let's bring him in and, um, you know, put, put him into, to, a to a spot where we feel pretty good about this. So, and, and just I, give him a look. Yeah, that's it. You know, and I think I think they kind of were like, all right, we've seen Olivier Sar. He finished last year with the Thunder. We've seen him for you know a couple months now, inclusive of training camp. Well, let's get Baji in here and kind of lock him up before another team gets him. And now you kind of get your hands on him and can go go forward from there. All right, let's let's get into all the injuries. <laughs> what Man. what is going on with thumbs? I yeah, don't know, what, right? what's happening? Like thumbs okay. and uh, big toes. Yeah. <laughs> We should never have evolved, I guess. We, I, we apparently. Four digits like the Simpsons. <laughs> Kevin Love <laughs> has a hairline fracture in his thumb. Um, fortunately, a hairline fracture, so it's, it should, shouldn't be too, too long that he's out. But still, this is, I mean, especially coming from a Lakers perspective, we've been dealing with all thumbs. Um, Kevin Love, hairline fracture in his thumb, too. It's just, it's going around the league, apparently. Yeah, apparently, yeah. It's uh, With Love, too, uh, um uh, JB Bickerstaff said it's really just okay, can he gaze the pain too much to play? It's in his right thumb, which is really unfortunate because yeah. it's on his shooting hand. So, so that's a, the tr- tricky part there. And you know, obviously, Love is a uh, he's a guy who gets after it on the rebounding action and stuff. And that's how how he actually suffered the hairline fracture was on a jam. Um, you know, uh, jammed his thumb on a play. So we'll we'll see. Um, you know, if they cost him the last game, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see if he's able to fight through it. And that Cleveland team has hit, hit the, you know, bumps and in, in the road with some, with some injuries. They also made a lineup change recently. They moved Karis Levert to the bench uh, as they wanted to get a little bit more defense in the starting group. They put Lamar Stevens in. Um, I think that's going to be more of a permanent type move mm-hmm. to leave Levert on the bench. I, I think Levert Mitchell and Garland, that's too many guys who need the ball to be at their best yeah. um, in the starting group. Let Levert kind of run the second unit and do his thing. Um, and I think, think you're really, you know, you're pretty well set then on your second unit, but uh, yeah. So we'll, We'll, we'll see what happens with Kevin Love. And if there isn't 
if there isn't progress with the second unit, if there's struggles there, if that ends up being a little bit wonky, Levert may be a name to watch at the yep. trade deadline. Absolutely. If, if that's yeah, nice piece of salary matching in trade. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. uh, sticking with thumbs, Russell Westbrook injured his thumb last night. We're still waiting for any kind of word on exactly what's going on there. Um, didn't look like much of anything uh, from, from I was calling that game live. Did not look like anything really happened there. Of just suddenly he was just kind of messing with it and then left the arena with it wrapped. And uh, the Lakers said X-rays were were negative. There's going to be more testing today, so no word. But uh, but same thing, right thumb, uh, and so that's not good. Shooting hand, um, yeah. We'll we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, and again, you know, kind of a bummer because he's adapted quite well to mm -hmm. the bench role. Teams won, I think, three straight now. Um, yep. if I'm correct on that, you yeah, they're starting to play, play better. He, he is playing really well in, in that bench role. Um, you know, it's one of those weird ones where, right. He's coming off the bench, but he's still playing 30 minutes a night. So it's a little like, you know, there, but I think it's created kind of that lineup balance that they, they were looking for. And, and if you're Russ, I, I hate to beat a dead horse here, but if you can make that Derek Rose transition to where you you're good with coming off the bench, he could add two or three more productive years to his career um, in that role. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if this turns into something that keeps him out uh, for you know any you know number of games or any significant time. Right. Absolutely. Hopefully it's not fingers crossed, but we'll, mm -hmm. we'll see what happens from here. Damian Lillard out one to two weeks with a calf strain. That's obviously a big blow for the Portland trailblazers. Hopefully it's more along the one week side of things, but again, anything, you know, calf, it's not as bad as, as hamstring, but it is something that can be re-aggravated. So you got to be careful with, with something like this. And mm -hmm. uh, I think the Blazers are going to take the conservative approach here and make sure that he's fully back before putting him back out there. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. I guess it was said that it was, um, he was a, uh, um, this was a not a re-aggravation because it's in a different spot than his previous calf strain. Uh, but what Chris Haynes reported, I, he was the first one I saw. He said Lillard thinks he's only going to miss one or two games, but the Blazers will be cautious with this. And Portland's gotten off to that pretty good start yeah. uh, in the West. They're ten and six, tied for second with Phoenix and Denver behind the the Jazz, who you know are obviously the surprise of the league so far. So um, you know, yeah, be be cautious with it. You know, if it misses a week, it misses a week, but you, you don't want to push it too far if you're the Blazers. Uh, we didn't put it on our show, Doc, but we should mention Cade Cunningham uh, potentially may, maybe heading towards surgery, yeah. and that could be the end of a, a season for him if mm -hmm. that happens. Yeah, um, that's really uh, bad. Um, you know, this is – why this is tough is – it doesn't matter for wins and losses for Detroit. They were probably going to be a bad team anyway. I know some yeah. people said maybe they could be a playing team and all that. And you know, that's whatever. Um, but why it's bad is development minutes and figuring out who fits together. Minutes are huge for rebuilding yeah. teams. And that's where, you know, even if you lose those games, but all right, you know, Cade Cunningham looks pretty good playing with Jaden Ivy or he looks pretty bad when he plays with, you know, I don't know, Marvin Bagley. Like you, you just want to be able to start to figure those things out as you're building out your roster and your lineups moving forward. And and I think too, this is this is tough for a guy like Jaden Ivey a little bit because it puts him into much more of a creator role. Yeah. And he's been great as a scorer so far, but his creation hasn't been that much. But that's why I think you are so excited 
to have him with Cade Cunningham because it it's now it's like Gary right, Cunningham can do the creation. I think Cunningham prefers to pass. You know, I think he would be a guy who would like to you know really make that work, and and that gives you a lot of lineup versatility. You can play a lot of different ways uh, with a guy like him in there. So now you know I, I expect Alec Burks and Corey Joseph to play a little bit more, if for no other reason than if you're you're Detroit for guys like Ivy and Bay and a couple of the other young kids like Jalen Duran and those guys. You get you got to have um uh you know organizers on the floor that could just get you in a good spot again wins and losses that part doesn't really matter although seven straight losses let's not let go of the rope before christmas because that's where seasons turn really ugly yeah yeah exactly exactly all right um we do have this is another big one tyrese maxi three to four weeks with a foot fracture uh for a 76ers side that is already missing out on uh on james harden and there's going to be overlap here with these injuries that mm-hmm. I, this is I mean, this is this is your entire backcourt for, for Philadelphia. Um, the, this was the one thing that we said when James Harden was injured was, OK, well, they still have Tyrese Maxey. He's going to have to take on more of the load now without both of them. This is this is going to be some really tough sledding for the 76ers mm-hmm. missing both of those guys. And I don't know if you saw it, but because it happened right as we were starting to uh, put the show together, Joel Embiid is out the next two games. I did not uh, see that. Oh my god! Uh, I believe it was back soreness. Um, let me. I, I'll check and make sure I got that right. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, he has uh Oh no, I'm sorry, mid left foot sprain or left mid foot sprain. Um, so yeah. Uh, he, he's going to miss the back-to-back. They have back-to-backs against the Hornets uh, this week. So so no no Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris practiced today and thinks he'll be back. If Harris can't play, that's four or five starters that, that are out. So, yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, that, that's that's tough sledding for a team that's 500. Without Maxie, you're without James Harden. You have every reason to just be insanely cautious with Joel Embiid right now, mm-hmm. right? Because you've got to be looking at it from – just in terms of a, a wins and losses perspective, what's the likelihood that without Harden, without Max, say yes, maybe Embiid could power you to a win, and yet, particularly if the opponent is the Hornets. But if you have some tougher games ahead on your schedule, I don't know if you have a lot of incentive, especially if there's any kind of doubt whatsoever with Embiid, to put him out there if you know that even if he puts up a Herculean performance, there's still a decent chance you're going to pick up a loss because you're missing so much of your backcourt scoring. Mm-hmm. Are, are you better off in the long run just being super cautious with Embiid and not playing him and then taking, taking the loss and living to fight another day. Yeah, probably. Um, you're, you're focused on, you know, uh, the bigger picture here, especially with, with Embiid. I think, uh, this is why I was a little bit down on Philly, uh, below Boston and Milwaukee in the conference, just cause I didn't, I, I was afraid something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I thought it'd be Hardner and Bede, uh, both in Bede, obviously a very long injury history. Harden now, I think, I think we have to say his is getting long, right? We're, we're in a year three of injuries for him. And then, you know, Maxi though, this came out of nowhere. It just landed yeah. awkwardly on a, on a drive to drive to the basket and, uh, and then out. So, yeah, I mean, this is tough for them. They, they you know, it's a li- little bit of, you just got to get through it. Right. But it's, you know, it's not so easy. Here's the, the, how do you approach this? Here's their schedule, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Orlando, Orlando. That's their next four. Um, those are four very winnable games. Is that a good thing that they're playing against teams that, that, you know, maybe still with a with a skeleton lineup, you might still be able to get by. 
or does this make it more damaging than if your opponents were the top tier teams in the NBA? Because now you're at greater risk of flipping what, what almost certainly would be wins on your record into losses. Yeah, I mean that that's the the tough thing. I, I think you would normally you would look at it and say, all right, the Brooklyn game we'll probably write that one off without these right. guys. But then you're hoping Charlotte, Orlando, Orlando, you'd hope you could get through those. Your challenge is with with that stretch is can you without yeah. all of these guys? I mean, Charlotte and Orlando, they're clearly I'm not trying to say they're good teams, but they're also not that bad. If this was April. Yeah, maybe, because they'd probably likely not be trying to win at that point. But it's not. It's the end of November, beginning of December, uh, as we start to approach these games. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This is going to be a tough stretch for them, especially if this Embiid uh, uh, deal stretches longer longer than, than just this, these next couple of games. Well, hopefully it does not. Hopefully they are able to get healthy soon and, and hopefully we can stop with all these injuries. It feels like every day all I'm seeing is there's so many more injuries hitting hitting the yeah. league. It's crazy. And these are not like injury guys out for a game or two. Like some of these are pretty big. I mean, we lost like five point guards in the last yeah. week. You know, just got guys going down. I will say too that uh Sixers Nets game, Ben Simmons returned to Philadelphia and he was a uh, he was pretty funny right. about it after the Nets game on Sunday. They they somebody asked him and he goes, Why is there something going on with that? And then he proceeded to say, like, yeah, Philly's tough. And then he talked about how he loved his time there and all that stuff. But yeah, uh I'll, I'll be tuning in at least uh, briefly to see see the uh the reaction. reaction he gets. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That is coming. That is coming. All right. Let's wrap things up there. Let's go watch some soccer. Yeah, let's do it. USA, baby, all the way. That's right. That's right. This let's go. Let's go. This Eight years it. in the making. We've been waiting for this. That's it, man. The US oh, to get back so into, into the World Cup. It's yeah. been way too long. So excited for this one. Here's my prediction. US wins 2-0. Uh, Christian Pulisic in the first half. Brendan Aronson, substitution goal in the second half. I like it. I like yeah. it. No Sacero, although that only counts when they're playing Mexico. No. But still. Yeah, I like that scoreline. I like it. that scoreline. All right, everybody. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show on YouTube. Don't forget to also follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, see ya. Stay safe. Let's go USA. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.